Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. TMS didn't just fall out of the sky fully formed. It persists because of patrons like Bridget Carey Davis, Desmond Rice, Demond Rice, Demond Rice, wherever you get your rice, and Albert Vandenberg. Be like them today at patreon.com slash TMS. Coming up on today's show, before the South Parkening. Look, there's one of the lesser Hemsworths. Perfectly Stuck Landing Award. Venus de Groot. Gadding with Wolves. Simon and Buffett. Crouching Tiger. Hidden Bustle Pocket. Bismarck Omit Leafage Buckbank. Vehicular Cleanliness. Dingoes Stole My Country. I find your lack of knowledge of Isla Fisher disturbing. Thank you for banking with Bono. Kim's Hot Powder. I'm a Barbie song. Oscars have gone wrong. Monkeys Prescribing LSD with Dan. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. He likes vehicular cleanliness and World War II history. He doesn't like celebrity obsession or hunting trophies. I am Frank, and Frank must go. The Morning Stream wins. I love that one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Brian. Yeah, hello. 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 Um, I hope you had a decent night, you know? I did have a decent night. It was, yeah. uh, you know what it was? It was basically uh, uh, just hanging out. Had made some steak with Tina, some steak, potatoes, carrots Ooh. for dinner, and then crashed in front of the TV set and... Uh, we watched season two, a majority of the episodes, because yeah. I can I can pretty much say that this won't get recommended because I recommended season one, yeah. And uh, I'm a, you know, it's my own personal rule not to not to just keep doing seasons. I've done it. I've done it before. Before people go and look up, well, Brian, actually, you did do that mm. in recommendals mm. number eleven. Um, the uh, we we uh, we watched uh, Wolf Like Me season two. Uh, Isla like Fisher, me. Josh Gad. She's a werewolf. Oh, I like they, it. I like it. They have a relationship. Yeah, and uh, they have little werewolf uh, puppies. Wolf, wolf. Dog well, as puppies. a matter of fact, this season is all about the second season. She gets pregnant. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's the big concern: is the baby going to be a human, or is the baby going to be a, wor- a wolf? I haven't heard a thing about this show, other than I knew it existed. I know. But is it? Yeah, good? it's it's funny that it doesn't get more attention because it's actually really. Uh, really cool. 
Is it a comedy? Is it a dramedy? Is it? It a, is. Um... It's it's comedy with drama elements, but it's it's probably more comedic than uh, than anything else. Okay. Well, sign me up. I will check it out. Yeah. Wolf like me, you say? Is that Wolf the like me, and that is on Hulu as well, I believe. Look at all is this right? Hulu business, man. Or is it Prime? Maybe no. It's 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 Hulu. It is Peacock, is where it is. Oh, it's Peacock. That's what it is. Yeah. Peacock See what I mean? Original. That's how little I care. Yeah. I basically like we have our <laughs> we have our what you've got in your queue next strip on the Apple TV, mm-hmm. and that's what we go by. It's sure. Like, yep. Boom. That's Nothing wrong with that. They, they, you know, works. Why not? It's a good. It's a good method. Yeah. I do I do like both Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. This seems like maybe something I'd be into. You probably would, and this is a good one for like th- first three episodes. You can knock them out in an hour. They feel like they're about twenty minutes long each, yep. and um, you'll know right away if you like it or don't like it. All right. the The funniest thing about it to me is that it takes place in Australia. Yeah, and um. Isla Fisher, who's Australian, speaks in an Amer- like uh, an American accent. Oh, really? Not, yeah. While everybody around them is is. <laughs> I didn't know she was Australian. I didn't know yeah. she was Australian at all. I know, I know, because you never see her. She, you never see her in a role where she, where she uh, has her accent. Yeah. I haven't anyway. I know she starred on a soap opera in uh, in Australia, as everyone does. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Kylie and. Hemsworth and you know all these people got their start on neighbors or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's uh, your you got to get through that gauntlet before you can come right, and exactly Im- yeah. completely infiltrate the American studio system and become dominant here. Like all the Australians do, they could take over tomorrow if they wanted. Just yeah, boom, yeah. Hemsworth would stand up and give the signal, and then you know <laughs> Kate, uh, 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 what's her name, would stand up and go charge, and then. Um, <laughs> You'd have everybody. You'd even roll it. You'd you'd wheel. Yeah, uh, just wheelchair in in old. uh, 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 That's not a knife. This is a knife guy. Just wheel him in. Paul Hogan. Yeah, Paul Hogan. (laughs) They're just because he's old. They're ready. They're ready to go. I mean, Mm -hmm. hell, they have. um, I can't think of anyone's name today. Tom Cruise's ex-wife in movie theaters telling us. Yeah, Nicole Kidman telling everybody how great movies are, and they should all go. To the movies, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that when we were watching Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'm thinking, yeah, this is not one of those movies that Nicole Kidman is sitting alone watching the AMC saying, "Even hot break feels good in a place like this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably, probably not. When you've got uh, yeah, a wacko with a gun <laughs> spinning yeah, that, around in circles. That's that, all I'm going to say about that film. That, that movie, yeah, that I like, movie. I like that movie a lot. I know I said it yesterday. I like Killing of the Sacred Deer a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think I will like uh, this weird, what's it called again? Something things. things. Pretty, you like pr- Poor Things. Poor Things, yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. like it's right up my alley. And she seems I very liked, good in it. Uh, I think I like Poor Things most of all of the uh, Lanthimos uh, films. The catalog. The favorite The favorite's still up there for me, but I would put... Uh, I would put this lower on, I would put Killing of the Sacred Deer lower on the list. There's a, just the, the conceit, the the premise is just such a big, it's one that I have a harder time getting across than even the lobster, which is, which is all goofy premise. Yeah, like it's it so is, weird. The whole thing hangs on this goofy premise. Actually, so does poor things really, mm. you know, Frankenstein kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, well, like I said yesterday, I'm all for this dude making weird shit. I'm in. Bring it on, yeah. buddy. Yeah. You know that uh, you know that Isla Fisher is married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Right? No, I did not. 
I Isn't that crazy? That. Does yeah. he say, my wife, to her? <laughs> Probably, yes. Okay, that's cool. With sleeves Like sleeves of wizard. <laughs> yeah, like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> his original, so I don't know, it's not original, but his, his one particular appearance for the original movie's production on Letterman to promote it is still one of the funniest 20 minutes you'll ever spend watching an old clip of a talk show. Really? It's okay. so All good. Right. Dave go is just so... Yeah, Dave is. He's not... Yeah, yeah. He's not a goofball, so he he's just... It's kind of embarrassing for him. You know right. what I mean? It's kind and of like how perfect. he was with Kaufman, right? With yeah. Andy Kaufman, how yeah. he would just kind of have to be... Like, asking the questions that straddle the line between who the character is that they're being versus who they really are kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Didn't we get a documentary or something, something I can't remember how this went, but they either proved or disproved whether or not he actually was fighting with Jerry Lawler in that, in that episode. Oh, Do you remember um, that? Yeah, it was a documentary. It was the, it was the documentary that, uh, that, um, was Jim it the Carrey Jim Carrey commissioned, thing? right? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it the one where, or is it a different thing? There was a documentary about Andy Kaufman separate from Man in the Moon. And, but it wasn't, it wasn't the whole Jim Carrey's channeling. No, it wasn't that. That was called, that was called Jim and Andy or something. That was a separate thing. That was really good. That was really good. Fascinating. But the, uh, yeah, the, the one of those either proved or disproved that that fight on air was real. Right. And right. it was one of those big and it was, mysteries and it was as, as a kid. Yeah, it I mean, turned out to be did, fake. They, yeah. they touched on it in Man in the Moon because you see, you know, Jerry Lawler and, and Andy Kaufman uh, talking about it and planning it. Yeah, and Letterman's in that playing yes, his, right. himself. So Playing himself, yeah. yeah. But I remember as a, as a very young person when the f- original thing happened in like 84, 83, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I remember going... <gasps> It was such a big deal. It's going to rock the world forever. And then it became like, uh, you know, one of the first big myths of, of, is it true? Did it really happen? Didn't it happen? And this is, of course, a time where nobody was quite sure if wrestling was trying to be serious or not. Because, you know, remember they did a 2020 thing and one of the wrestlers punched the the main news guy. I forgot his name. But there was a whole thing back then where everybody was like, oh, wrestling, it must be. We think it might be real. Right. Right. You know? They they kept that ruse up for such a long time. They did yeah. a great job. Some of them yeah. still do. Still real to me, man. Or still real to me, damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, we got some. We got a bunch of feedback to rip through today before we cool. uh, get to our news. And one starts here with this. Uh, a man starts with this text. Um, I mean, <laughs> a I'm, man starts with this text. With this text. Oh my gosh, that guy. I want to make him cooked home cooked uh, bakery goods. I really do. <laughs> Just, just to watch the joy on his face when he eats it, man. Tell, talk about can there, can there? Okay, the Golden Globes is already weird with their categories. Can we have a yeah. perfectly stuck landing award for a <laughs> t- for a TV show? Because my God, it feels like it feels like an MTV video uh, video awards or something like that. It seems like yep. one of their dumb categories that they do for that one. I used to hate that one. Anyway, what's the MTV Movie Awards? They still do those? Is that even a thing? I think so. And okay. yeah, and it's and it's deserving of your hate. It's so. My, so dumb. My connection, my my tenuous connection as it ever was to MTV in general. Like my MTV consumption was like, you know, constant and never ending for about I don't know mm-hmm. six years of my youth, mm-hmm. and then I just cut it off. 
And that was it. Yeah, it was I don't like know what's turkey. happening. Yeah. You went just cold turkey cold one day. Cold turkey. Said, yep. Yeah, I don't need this wubba wubba wubba. Oh, I guess in the two the the aughts I sort of got into Jersey Shore because it was trash and I oh sure I guess I remember that but <laughs> yeah anyway I will remind you of that next time you rip on me for like in reality competition show oh yeah no I fully I fully admit I ate that trash it was such <laughs> trash too it's just garbage yeah. um all yeah. right moving on to this so Paul or no so, sorry Paul. somebody wrote in he's not his name is not Paul but it was on the subject of Paul's Mm-hmm. And we were talking about famous Pauls the other day. And Logan Paul and Jake Paul came up, and it started the right, whole. Right, we said that they're the worst Pauls, and we were, we came up with a list of some of the best Pauls. Yeah, here are some of the best Pauls. On the topic of Pauls, he would like to add Riser. Forgot about Paul Riser. That's great. Yeah, Paul Rudd, of course. Duh. I'm surprised we forgot about Paul Rudd. Right, you got your mm-hmm. you, you, you says a little tiny man, a little tiny little little mm-hmm. size of, the, of an ant, little guy. <laughs> uh, F. Tompkins, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh huh. Sure. Paul Shear, yeah. Paul Blart, yeah. Polly Shore. Okay. okay. Who's in the news right now? Because he's, I guess he did. Uh, he's got the new Richard Simmons uh, short film yeah. biopic. They, yeah. they premiered it here at Sundance and everyone's freaking out about it. I kind of want to see it. I saw a clip of it and I can't tell how I'm supposed to feel about it. Is it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay. So do you know what the premise is or do we know what it's supposed to be? No, no. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like a. You know, a, a serious kind of like, I mean, how can it be serious with Polly Shore, right? Um, right. But uh, uh, the, from what I've seen, the clip was just of him doing exercises and doing and sounding and sounding very much like a cross between Polly Shore and Richard Simmons. Okay. Like you cannot take the Polly Shore out of his, his impersonation of Richard okay, Simmons. Okay, so it's not like some transformative thing where he disappears into the character and... It, right, you don't even right. know it's Paul no, Shore. No, okay. no. All right. I'm curious about it. Speaking of which, by I'm the way, some, I got a friend in Park City who ran into uh, Brad Pitt at a, oh, what's it called? I forgot the name of these little convenience stores up there. Anyway, may have been a Maverick. But <laughs> this is when this happens. Anybody I know who is out that way or even lives downtown because uh, they do a lot of screenings oh, yeah. in Salt Lake City downtown. Sure. All the Hollywood people are here. Yeah. And it's just lousy with him. So be walking down the street and it's like, oh, there's one of the Hemsworths. Don't know which one, but hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's a real, it's always the weirdest time of year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he also says uh, Newman's own salad dressing. is <laughs> another, another we, great Paul. I thought we said yes. Paul Newman, but maybe we didn't. I thought we did too. I thought for some reason, I thought we were just doing people whose last name was Paul, right? Because we talked about Les Paul. We talked about... Mrs. Uh, Paul's fish sticks or something or uh Brian is correct. Uh, that is what we were yeah. doing. We yeah. didn't do we weren't looking at first names. We so. didn't flip around and do first name Paul's. Yeah, which is how which is what why. brought up McCartney. You know, oh yeah, the, McCartney. The, the least the least talented Beatle. I'm just kidding. Well, the, Paul Simon. The, you know? Paul Simon. Ryman Simon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like him. Yeah. He's pretty cool. I saw a video yeah, the Rogers, other day of Paul. um uh, Garfunkel singing with his son. That was weird. Mm. His son looks like kingpin <laughs> <laughs> really yeah yeah i wonder where the, oh, if i can find this here real quick garfunkel he he struck me as very uh let's see where is it and son is we're going to burn this city to the ground <laughs> he looks like uh who, who's the investor guy that's like as rich as bill gates um oh uh um, oh, help me. You're here. not talking about uh, Shark Tank dude, right? Um, no, the one that's really old. Um, 
Oh, Chattel, yeah, yeah, Chattel yeah. know this. He's a billionaire, but he's any Not Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. That's it. It is Warren Buffett. Okay. All right. Uh, Simon or uh, Simon. Sorry, Simon Garfunkel, the you know, the old guy. Uh, the, the, the family that succession. Oh, we're not totally based on the Buffets. Yeah, the, of course not. Um, here, I'm going to send you a picture of current Garfunkel, and you will see okay. what I mean. All because right. current Garfunkel. Look, the younger Garfunkel? Well, yeah, the current Garfunkel. Oh, you're sending me a picture of, of uh, gotcha, current this, art Garfunkel. This is art, okay. yeah. And he looks, yeah. Like, he looks like financier Warren Buffett to me. Oh, no kidding. That's wow. Like I'm not even kidding there, right? Look at that. Like huh. you could, you could, I could tell you that's Warren Buff, and you go, okay, what, what's the and story with Warren? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew you my could, mind. You could tell me that's a that's a '60s musician, <laughs> and I and it would probably take me 30 guesses before I finally got to Art Garfunkel. <laughs> it's like I don't see, I yeah. don't know art, but I know what I like, and that's not art. <laughs> it's like when you when you see uh, who was the bassist for Nirvana. I forget it. it's Kovacek, Kovalecek, or whatever his name was. Chris. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, when you see him right. now, you're just like Christ, yeah, Christ or Christ. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. You see him now, and you go, "That's not him. Who's that?" Yeah. I don't know who that guy. He's in like in finance or something. He didn't even do music. He totally after. does. And he's the problem like, is he's wearing a financy outfit too. Like he needs to. He yeah. needs a turtleneck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Art Garfunkel is all about the. They're going to bury him in a turtleneck. <laughs> like a bridge over troubled water. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's do this one. There's another one. Uh, these are all texts, by the way. This came to us oh. from. Oh, what? What are you going to say? No, oh. no, no. I'm just saying. Oh. Oh, oh. I thought you had a thing. Uh, oh, this is from someone I don't have a name for. Burner cards on Apple Pay. So this is interesting. Yeah, you do. It says it right in the first Oh, Luke from words. Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> he always does this, Luke. You throw me off every time. <laughs> Most people sign at the end or not at all. Yeah. He always right. tells me up front and I forget. Beginning. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Luke, for this. Luke from Boulder, Colorado wrote in, says the Apple card, a.k.a. credit card, uh, also or allows for burner numbers to be created and used while uh, or used quite easily. No limits or additional fees that I have seen. Plus, the way you manage your card in the Apple Wallet is very slick as well. Take that, Android team. Um, so we we're the reason this came up is we were talking about burner cards and, and that yeah, site. Like getting getting a uh, a number that you could use to buy something online without the worry of. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I'm gonna, right, well, I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to try either this. Okay. I I feel comfortable showing my credit card on camera because there are no numbers on it. Oh, also your camera washes it out real hard. Yeah, well, it's also like stark white, too. Oh. So, <laughs> it's just yeah. reflecting any light you have in the room. <laughs> oh, it's that's metal. the nice one. I love a metal card, dude. I do, too. I do, too. I like... You can't... I'm not a... I'm not a uh, let me show off. Certainly, certainly not one of those, um, typically. But when I use this card, I do like to drop it into the plastic yeah. tray <laughs> yeah it makes a sound you like i like that resounding yes oh that's the sound of money leaving yep. my account and i can tell you from recent experience it's the best kind of card to accidentally have washed in your wallet in your pants oh yeah because everything else you have in there is like separating getting frayed getting washed out or right, whatever but these metal right. cards apart from the yeah it's exactly. all good chip still works everything's good i did this just a week mm -hmm. ago and my driver's license made it that my metal amazon business card made it and everything else is just a little weird now and soap soap uh corroded 
but mm-hmm. not the metal card. So take that, nope. uh, everyone. Go get yourself a premium <laughs> cool guy card. We'll see today. if you get anymore. That that uh, relationship between Apple and Goldman Sachs. I don't know if it's the relationship, but I read somewhere that the Apple card might be going away, or the the tit- the tangible physical card might be going away. Oh yeah, we talked about this in DTNS. So I think the plan is if if Goldman Sachs gets out of the partnership, and they may mm-hmm. I, they may have a timer on it anyway. I don't know. Then either so Apple has two choices. Uh, they they either work with another processor, probably not that big a deal. You just switch processors. Yeah. Uh, or they have talked internally, according to Tom, when we were discussing this, said that they may do their own processing moving forward, become their own yeah. bank, basically. So oh, interesting. Okay. Apple Bank. Imagine that. Apple Bank. Yeah. yeah great. Better have an easy interface and CarPlay compatible. <laughs> <laughs> that's right exactly yeah i don't want to i don't want any Only trouble compatible with half of the money out there though, that's unfortunately. right so and yes. if i take out a small business loan i better get an entire u2 album forced onto my ipod <laughs> here well you'll, you'll you'll when you open an account there will already be a u2 album in your account <laughs> bono will be my clerk he'll he'll that's help right, me exactly. with the paperwork that'd be great that's right he'll, he'll come up to you and say uh you gave me a bunch of 20s. You're taking them back. You're taking them back. Bloody Sunday. <laughs> He's a pirate. He's a pirate. Yeah. yeah. And then you go, Edge, we're out of forms. Form 52B. <laughs> please get those up to the front of the bank, please. Thank you. I'm Bono. Um, all right. Then we got one about the uh, the Timu stuff. The Timu thing, yeah. Uh, Tyler wrote this and said, "Here, uh, Tyler here from sprawling metropolis of Minden, Nebraska, population almost 3,000. Oh, I love a small town, though. I really do like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I may want to not want to live there permanently, but I do. I do like. I like that yeah. idea. What you want is a place like that that is half an hour from a major city. Yes, there you go. So that you can have your, you know, general store and the, the, you know, the diner. But then it's like, oh, we need to go into the city. I need to go to Micro Center, half an hour away. Yeah, per- forty-five minutes or whatever. Perfectly yeah. said. That's exactly how I'd want it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. There's something about it where everybody knows everybody. That also has a horrible mm-hmm. side to it. But I just like, I like the yeah. stereotype of a small town. How about that? I like yeah. that. Anyway, uh, this is for TMS. He says I purchased a few things from Timu, and it's always been kind of bad. <laughs> says I purchased some super cheap Lenovo earbuds that are uncomfortable AF and a baseball cap that <laughs> broke the first day I wore it. <laughs> oh, no. I also that, got suckered that's into these. like a baseball cap that breaks. Yeah. I mean, that, that, geez. The day you're wearing it that, or your first day wearing it. Yeah. Um, the Lenovo earbuds. I'm pretty sure I bought a pair of these. In fact, <laughs> did you? I think I did. Is that what you did when you, when you, uh, Decide not to do the AirPods Pros, AirPods, AirPod, no, AirPods Pro. Um, so I ended up, whoa, I ended up with the, Ray, I really like the Raycons a lot. That's what it was, the Raycons, yeah. yeah. So those I ended up sticking with, but they had these Lenovos for like 12 bucks. I'm like, well, for 12 bucks, I may as well just look. And it wasn't through Timu directly. It was some other source, but it was the same earbuds. I know the ones he's talking about, and I thought I had them here, and I don't. They're in a little clamshell somewhere. Anyway, they are pretty bad. They're not great. <laughs> and I and the yeah. thing is they're just well they just sound tinny. They charge fine. Yeah. They last long, but they don't sound great and they kind of are uncomfortable in your ears. And it's a real I found it to be a real bummer as a as a Lenovo generally a Lenovo fan. I like most of their products. These these are just mm-hmm. bad. I don't know what happened there. It's like mm-hmm. they I don't know why they'd want their name associated it's just with it. It's just not a 
not a skill set they have. It's like when uh, you know Bo Jackson <laughs> went into uh, baseball kind of thing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> he goes on to say, I also purchased a super cheap, super shady retro game kit that was pretty worthless. It was pretty much a fire stick with a cheap knockoff PlayStation controller. I wasn't expecting it to work, and no surprise, it didn't. Uh, I got a ton of ROMs out of it, though, so there's that. My problem could be that I bought the cheapest things I could find, but either way, I have not had much luck with them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what... There are no real high-ticket items on there. Not really. It's all cheapy stuff. And And there's just that thing where, you know, sometimes when you try to save a buck, you you end up replacing it with the thing that you were trying to avoid buying in the first place mm-hmm. just later on. Like yeah. my uh, next door neighbors are like, uh, Oh, you get that fancy ring doorbell, Brian. Pff, we're, we're buying one that's on, uh, on wish or something. It's like half the price. And guess what they have now a ring doorbell. <laughs> oh, of course they do, dude. Yeah. Of course yeah. they do. Although I like my yeah. wise, my wise is pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, wise is a good, wise is a good, uh, it's a good alternative. Definitely a good alternative. Yeah. And especially like if you do a little wise like infrastructure in your house, mm-hmm. um, having everything like in one app for all that stuff is great. It's good. And they got new, too. like they can tell if it's a car or a package or a person, you know, all this the basic feature. Ooh. Oh, oh goodness. I just pulled off the. Um, oh, you got a little wise yeah, camera. Oh, it is a little wise camera. I do somewhere else too. <sighs> yeah. So, what, did we, what did we dump? Give us a description. What are we looking at? Well, this is the this is my laser uh, laser ball. That, that's that's yeah. his put. That, yeah. that goes right back up here on R two. Okay, but it's okay though. You didn't break it. It's good. I just broke. <laughs> oh no! I don't even know where the other one is. I just broke both arms off of my group magnet. <laughs> oh no! Now he looks yeah. like the what she called the flamidamide lady, the famous draw, uh, famous painting or sculpture. <laughs> What's her name? Oh. <laughs> You know the one where she's like kind of going. Err. I was thinking the Venus de Milo. Is oh, that maybe that is what I'm thinking of. That yeah. I, think I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Philidamide. What? <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. The, what's the what's the, uh, what's the Da Vinci drawing? The um, what's the man? The uh, the vitramite. <laughs> it's definitely not vitramite. But what's the what's the armless guy? He's not armless. He's like extra arms because he's doing the. Vesuvian man. That's oh, the, the one that we Vitruvian, sent with Voy- Vitruvian man. Uh, right, the 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 Voyager thing painting that we sent. Yes, the painting that went up in Voyager, the drawing that went up in Voyager. Gotcha. Anyway, I think that aliens are going to be confused. This thing, this thing uh, glues back together really well. This will actually be the second time I've glued it, and it did not break at the place where I glued it back together. Well, that's a good. I sign. just have to find his other arm. Like it completely. Uh oh! Check the cat's litter. <laughs> she doesn't have one. She doesn't have one anywhere near my desk. Litter shitter. That's funny, though. I I break stuff all the time. This feels good to have it not be me for once. It's nice. Uh, Anyway. You can think you could just grow new arms, Jesus. I know, right? I got a theme for what you're about to say here. Get tickets now. All right. Brian got a golden ticket. What did you get? Yeah. Any idea what I'm I'm referring to, Scott? I don't, although... Okay, let me suss this out. Golden ticket implies... Some kind of golden ticket. Yeah, a golden ticket. Did you see? Yeah, so you were gonna go see the new. Well, you already saw that movie. I so already saw Wonka, it. and I highly recommend it. It's very good. Okay, let me think. What else this would be? Golden ticket. Um, uh, you, you, uh, you. King Midas is patrolling the highways of Colorado oh and gave you a I ticket. Don't know how you figured it out? It's exactly right. No. Mm. 
I finally got an invite yeah. to the reopening, thanks to the, the the fine folks from South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the opening of Casa Bonita. Woo! That's amazing, yeah. dude. So this, when do you, the, when are you going? This is the thing that you have to get on, on their mailing list, and then they randomly draw names to, to allow people in there. And there's somebody said... That one of the news articles said something like twenty thousand names or something on that list. So they finally drew mine. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um, Tristan's birthday is a week from Thursday, and I said, "You want to go for your birthday?" And he's like, "Yes," because he really he he loves the the goofiness of that place as well. He agrees that the food at the you know be, before the the South Parkening of it, yeah. the food was horrible. The soap yeah. appeals were great. The ambiance, the the environment is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're taking him for his birthday and we're going with, uh, uncle George and aunt Barb, Barb and, uh, and, uh, Tristan and Kay and me and Tina, and we're going to, uh, suss this out. Um, uh, here's what's interesting. You gotta, you have to pre-buy, like mm. you pay one price and then when you get there, they have the whole menu and you choose every dish apparently is the same price. So uh, <laughs> whatever entree you choose, okay. it comes with a soft drink and sopapillas. But if you want to buy alcoholic drinks, those cost extra. You pay for those at the place. But So I basically had to buy all six of our meals and taxes and Lakewood improvement fee and, you know, and Jeez. a 15% some, something or other like a gratuity uh, gratuity or yeah, whatever. So. Did you anyway? Uh, when I'm you hoping, when, when is this? Is this soon? A uh, week from Thursday, oh, so uh, February first, we're going, and so so unfortunately, that means people are going to have to wait until um, February fifth, the next the next show day, to hear about the experience. But I'm hoping to have a lot of a lot of uh, uh, stuff to talk about. Take some pictures and stuff too, you know. I will. I'm going to try and take. I mean, pictures are definitely cool there, and I I'm hoping they allow video we'll see mm. um burgess diesel or west west uh, weston right in the chat room went he and the family went for lunch did they did you did they have any problems with you guys uh recording video yeah i wonder about that cause... i'm curious about that or did they say you couldn't they do they do <laughs> i was thinking this is just such an incongruous thing like yes your meal will be uh, about 50 bucks a person or, or 39 plus all these other fees and taxes yeah. Yeah. and please no cosplay so uh, where else? Where else are you gonna have that discrepancy? Like a I meal didn't... that's over forty bucks and no kind of, and a <laughs> warning that uh, no cosplay. I don't even. I didn't even see that coming until you just said it. Like, yeah. wait, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no cosplay? Do they mean like South? Right. Any kind of cosplay? I guess. Of I any guess kind? any kind of. Yeah, I think they just don't want you dressing up as your favorite uh, South Park character. Okay. Oh, good. Wes says all good with video and pics. Cool. Okay. So. Cool. All right, you got to load us up with all that then. Oh, gonna do, gonna do that for sure. That is your job. Uh, and and here's a here's a nice uh, thing to end this conversation. There you go. Oh, perfect! Look yeah. at that. That's a. It's like we're that, there. Was that uh, the mariachi? Was that uh, no Banderas? It is Banderas, but it, I think it's from Zorro. Is where that came oh, from. Okay, but gotcha. you were in the same actor zone. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Interesting. Time for us to turn on the cable news channel and uh known as fnn right the frog pants news network and, oh, okay uh, yeah it's gonna be a great time here you go 
time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Chili with sweet potato in it. Yeah, mm, dude. So that Kim, does sound good. Kim made this new recipe. Totally made it up on her own. Or, you know, as she went, like she often does. But she made this amazing seven-bean chili. Maybe it was five. Might mm-hmm. be five. Uh, like, so garbanzo and chickpea and, I don't know, amazing assortment of bean chili. Uh, real Angus beef in there. And then... A bunch of tomatoes diced up and stuff. And then these little cubed sweet potatoes. Now, I don't like sweet potatoes. Kind of hate them. In most formats, I don't like a sweet mm-hmm. potato. But in this little really? cubed up, put, really? it in the, put it in the chili thing. Amazing. So good. Can't recommend I it I mean, enough. that does sound great because the, the sweetness kind of balancing out the, the cumin and the... Um, the saltiness of the the rest of the chili sounds fantastic. Yeah. But you, uh, so like sweet potato fries, not uh, a thing for you? Not really. Li- I don't like them, no. If I'm given a wow. choice, I can't. I And I know they're better for me. Like there's all these benefits yeah. to it. I just, I don't like the texture or something. Something in that but always so, bugged me. So probably, well, okay. What, what about if it's like um, Thanksgiving, you know, the sweet potato with the marshmallow? Can't do uh, those either. Can't. Can't. Either. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My oh, mom God. drives my mom crazy. One of my favorite things every every year. I know. My mom makes the stuff that she's made every year since I was a kid, and it's always mm-hmm. the family favorite. Everyone loves it except me. Just can't eat it. Hmm. Interesting. But this okay. this stuff in the chili, yep. holy shiz, it was so good. Nice. That sounds like that sounds like a great combo. Yeah, the, I would the, highly the recommend it. That. Next time you yeah. go to Kim's Kitchen, grab yourself a bowl. <laughs> uh, Kim's Kitchen. I Kim's have Kitchen. Some, I have some. Uh, uh, some uh, hot hot uh, powder. What is that hot powder? I have some, uh, you have some hot powder. powder yeah. Some hot powder from that place. Yeah, we usually do meth and stuff, but uh, around yeah, Christmas yeah. we like to make some spices and switch uh, it over to actual uh, food. Yeah, it's good. you know we're yeah. smart about when we when we you know we're, we're trying to expand our capabilities. <laughs> some hot powder. Um, all right, check this out. This is uh, Captain Kipper submitted this story, so credit where credit is due. Thanks, Captain cool. Kipper, for this. Thanks, Cap. A woman bought a vintage dress at an antique store. It had a secret pocket with a very mysterious note in it. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, Victorian dress mm-hmm. in the main antique mall. Unlike anything Sarah Rivers co-filled had ever seen before. She, she was uh, <laughs> taken aback, as the, as the kids it said. It said, Ford Theater, 8 p.m., bring a gun. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, not for him, but for the rest of us, yeah. that'd be awesome. Balcony seat, 2A. Yeah. <laughs> Look for the guy with the stovepipe hat. <laughs> yeah. It says, it's fitted uh, bodice, it's puffy bust bustle, and it's lace cuffs reflected a bygone era. As a vintage costume collector, though, Rivers Cofield, that's a cool name, uh, recognized it as a dress from the 1800s, 1880s to be specific. Uh, but despite its age, its delicate it's embroidery. It's just a rat in a cage. It's just a rat in a cage, exactly. <laughs> uh, bronze, silk, and metallic buttons appeared intact, so it looked like it was a good one. Uh, she haggled the price down to 100 bucks from 125 as she wondered where she'd store the two-piece garment. Price was high, uh, higher than she usually pays for, uh, as an archaeologist who collects antique costumes and, pur- and purses for fun. An archaeologist, come on now. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, this whole thing is this whole thing is way flowerier than than CNN usually delivers. This is uh, yeah, it's a little deeper than that. Little, it's a little huff po for you, uh, CNN. Yep. Rivers Coalfield had no idea that the dress she bought in December of 2013, though, would unravel a mystery a decade later. So here we are, a decade later, inside a secret pocket tucked inside the bustle. Where so it's a bustle pocket. Okay. A bustle pocket. Gotcha. Okay. Hidden bustle pocket. <laughs> where two crumpled sheets of paper <laughs> and uh, lists. With seemingly random words and places. So I'm going to read you what it said. Okay. The first little crumpled up piece said, 
Bismarck, comma, omit, comma, leafage, comma, bucks, comma, bank. Okay. All right, so Bismarck, omit, leafage, buck, bank. You could probably leave out the commas on the next one. Too, yeah, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read those. This time. <laughs> comma space. Yeah, comma space. Capitalize C. Comma chameleon. Uh-huh. Dot. Ha ha. Um, all right. So how about this one? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Whatever. It's one of my favorite moments of my life. Don't ever. Don't ever change. Um, Calgary, Cuba, Unguard, Confute, Duck. And capital F Fagan, so proper proper noun Fagan. A name, yeah, yeah, sounds like a name from uh, Great Expectation. Oh, Oliver. Uh, oh, Fagan, right, I right. Believe. I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, notes on the margin: of the papers appeared to depict time. A tag stitched into the dress had a handwritten name. It was Bennett. Now they say they're baffled and they want to figure out what's going on. Uh, is it a secret code? Was it a secret message that was like it- dangerous to? <laughs> tell someone you know this sort yeah of stuff. i mean it feels like it i'm looking at the um the the article doesn't even do the uh the list justice um this oh. one has like like 10 lines of stuff on it including like um what's this one? Oh yeah i can't A read this Sun omega league new forbade event yeah green bay nobby pipe it yeah. Uh, Helena anus info we nail each. Oh, I'm sure it's anus. I'm sure, I'm sure it's it. anus. Yeah. Might be onus. Gotta be. Uh, they did a bunch of researchers. Canadian researcher cracked the code. Would you like to hear what they found? Oh, yes. All right. Wow. So, All right. So here yeah. you go. Let me pull this over here so I can see it. Uh, okay. So then a Canadian researcher cracked the code. Uh, Wayne Chan, a researcher at the University of Manitoba in Canada, stumbled across the online code or the code online somewhere in 2018. Uh, said he looked at a 170 code books and none of them matched the message. I worked on it for months, but didn't get anywhere with it. I set it aside and didn't look at it again, says Chan. Uh, let's skip ahead a little bit here. He said uh, he found and discovered, had a little bit of a breakthrough, uh, that he discovered the messages were, in fact, a weather report. Oh. And uh, they were not encrypted for secrecy, but because the code allowed forecasters to shorten detailed weather reports into fewer words, Chan said. In the era of the telegraph, such shorthand was cheaper than sending a big batch of words and temperature readings. That makes sense. Shorten it up. That's, uh, yeah, no kidding. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. she was uh, Victorian era uh, weather <laughs> yeah. TV weather person, basically. We got a high pressure front coming in from Bismarck Omit Leafage Buck Bank. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, over here in. <laughs> yeah. There's a great, actually. Um, oh, okay. It says here, for example, the line Bismarck Omit Leafage Buck Bank mm-hmm. has surprisingly specific details. Bismarck meant it was recorded at Bismarck Station, which is now North Dakota. Okay. Omit means the air temperature was 56 degrees. I don't know how you get that, but whatever. Uh, yeah. And the bar- barometric pressure was 0.08 inches of mercury. Leafage. Well, um, yeah, I know. I, before I, we get too far from that, yeah. why not just do 56 with a little circle? Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. I would. I would wonder. I don't know yeah. why this stuff's so well, weird. That was the short. Okay. All Should, right. Shouldn't that be? Omit is longer than that. <laughs> Fifty-six little tiny circle. Done. Yeah. Yeah. You would save yourself a character and however much money that cost back then. I don't know what people are yeah. paying. What a penny per character. I have no idea. 
Yeah. Anyway, Buck indicated there was no pre- precipitation, while Bank meant a windy velocity of 12 miles per hour and a clear sunset. So obviously, on the other side of this, you would you would have to know the the translation of the terms. Yeah, exactly. Bank means a wind velocity of 12 miles per hour and a clear sunset. What, that's, how, that's amazing to me. Like what? Uh, wild. Uh, yeah, Dr. Calhoun uh, says telegraphs charged by the word, so they made a code to put as much info in per word. So, but just all right. So, what if it's 15 miles per hour wind velocity and a cloudy sunset? They have another word. It's like uh, another word. Yeah, ch- chicken fart Jeez. or something. So it doesn't sound right. like the it's a per character. It sounds like it's a per word. So mm-hmm. you could even theory do longer words to say more information that would only get charged once because it's just a sure, single word. Right? Exactly. This make is like a word that's make up a word that is fifty-six degree barometric pressure of eight inches of mercury. <laughs> no, that's right. It's all one word. It's all one word. This is like nineties text plans, you know, <laughs> where everybody was trying to get around the limits because there were such hardcore limits. You didn't want to pay per text or whatever, or per character yeah. or whatever they did. Anyway, uh, he said he even got it down to the day, May twenty seventh, eighteen eighty eight was the exact day of this weather. Based on, based on using that code, he was f- able to figure out the day. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I love this kind of crap. Yeah, no kidding. Take that, uh, Cockney rhyming slang. I think we have a brand new uh, brand new code. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. That was great. Uh, let's move on to this story. Terry from Chicago sent this one in. Thanks, Terry, for this. Mm-hmm. I always use your stories if you guys submit them. If you put them Terry in our Z, Discord. Terry Z, right? This Terry is Terry Z. Z. This is Terry yeah. Z. Yeah, we see him all over the damn love place. Terry's. Totally do. Yeah, he's uh, lots of great emails from him. Lots of comments, uh, yep. feedback. He's quick, great. quick to comment on Twitter. All the places. Mm-hmm. I refuse to call it X. Sorry, that's just how it is. <laughs> uh, Terry in Chicago says Florida man arrested for reportedly tossing a gator into a Wendy's. This is pretty cool. Mm. Jupiter. Did we talk about this guy, or did we just it, we, we've been in it Jupiter? It just before. feels like we do did because this is something that. <laughs> feels like florida yeah it does by the way do you think in ancient roman times they said so for five we're gonna use this v this v will now be five and then for ten we're going to use this symbol we'll call it twitter yeah no i no. think it's an x that's oh a- x i like that better yeah that's much better at two brute at yeah. two <laughs> Uh, Ju- I know joke. why, because Jupiter, Florida. I need Florida. to workshop that joke. There is a there is a joke in there somewhere. I don't know where. It There's is. Just some so shortcuts. It's, you could just, it's not you know, there yet. Yeah. yeah, but that's the whole point of open mic night. You can come up here. Yeah, exactly. work it out with the crowd. Exactly. See what their responses right. are. See what. Fine. See exactly. So far, crowd not so not so good. No, kind of a tough crowd <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Jupiter's where we spent a lot of time there with weird stories. That's why this is familiar to me. But Jupiter, Florida, a man was arrested for throwing a live alligator into a Wendy's. Uh, threw it through the drive-through. By the way. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, that takes a little more talent. Yeah, twenty-three-year-old yeah. Joshua James was uh, Josh James was charged with aggravated assault <laughs> with a deadly weapon. Illegal killing, processing or capturing of an alligator, and second-degree larceny, pettit theft. Uh, is the uh, is the aggravated assault with a deadly weapon? Is the is the alligator yeah. the deadly weapon in this case? Yeah, it's the alligator. Nice. Okay, so he didn't also have a gun. He just yeah. Wow. All it right. was a smallish gator too. It wasn't like a. Uh, we're all imagining a huge swamp gator. Sure. But this was Three just and like a half a, feet is is a is what they're saying the size of the gator was, which. Which would fit through a window. Fix your frosty machine. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the potato bar. <laughs> Do you remember that? They had that whole potato thing. bar. I loved that. Yeah. It wasn't good, but I loved it. 
Mm-hmm. It really did. They had pasta and like that's a mm. weird what a weird thing Wendy's did then. Dave was yeah, still no Dave kidding. Thomas was yeah, still alive. That's right, the pasta thing. Yeah. That whole thing, that oh. whole bar was like pasta stuff. They had mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, pasta salad, potato toppings, salad regular salad, right? Salad, it was yeah. A, I think it was like a salad bar. salad bar. Yeah. Yeah. And chili. They had a lot of chili there. They can still right. get the chili. Well, they still but, do. The chili supposedly yeah. is made from the parts of the burgers that don't that fall off the grill or that get broken up as they're flipping them and stuff like that. Like yeah. If it, All the gross meat. That's what. That's what. That's what the rumor is. I don't know if that's totally true, but uh, wow. Did we have we? Did we have someone call in on that? I don't something? know if somebody ever uh, debunked that or if they bunked it. For I'm that having matter. I'm having memories, but I don't know if they're yeah, correct. Yeah, feels like I know we've talked about it before. By the way, Icor says that the gator was dead. The gator was dead. Oh, <laughs> the gator was there. dead. But well, still Does hurt somebody. It feels like it's not as deadly a weapon if it's a dead alligator. No, but they did go on. Well, the other charge was illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator, which I think they did all three of those things. Then, if they killed it, mm. or I don't know where he found it. Maybe he found it in the street. Or maybe the gator was, was destined to make some of that chili meat they're famous for. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Some old-fashioned gator meat hamburgers. Hell yeah. That guy rolling in his grave. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was he's not released on bail as of Monday afternoon. Uh, let's see. The incident occurred in October, but James has only been arrested recently by U.S. Marshals. Sir, open the door, U.S. Marshals. We're here to... <laughs> Get you for that Wendy's Gator incident. Chris Isaac, let me in. I'm the U.S. Marshal. Let me in. I'm, uh, let me in, here Chris you Isaac. A, here you're possessing a gator. <laughs> Deep cut. Katie Talmo says, didn't we play the Wendy's training video singing about the meat that goes into the chili? Did we? We might. I know we played the Wendy's training video, which is just a, a gem. Oh, it's, li- it's life is what it is. It is. It's life. Can uh, we find that real quick? Let's see. Wendy's training Song was it a song? You put it was a rap. You put the meat onto the grill, and then you have to sit and chill. When it's time to flip, you gotta use your spatula, and there's no word that rhymes with spatula. Oh, here it is, Wendy's grill skills. Uh, here, it. let's play a bit. We'll just see what we get. Eddie Van Halen, right there. Yeah, Early for work. sure. Okay, well, here comes, here comes Dave Thomas to say some words. Hi, I'm Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. From the day I opened the first Wendy's, my goal has been to serve the best hamburger in the business. <laughs> <laughs> so much. So many missing letters in that whole sentence. Oh, uh, it's amazing. I can't find the rap part. It's in here. This is a longer video. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay, this might be it. Patty Swirly on the hill of that one. Now, there you go, Billy. You give it a shot. Don't be afraid. I think you're going to be hot. Okay. Where I love NWA's early work. It's just fantastic. I know. They re- you know, got to start somewhere, Brian. It's easy E right there. Uh, yeah. A little M&M on 8 Mile trying to make it work. <laughs> somewhere here, they... Is this it? This is Maybe this is it. Hey, DOC before the accident. When the order's placed, you're ready to go. Just drain the meat just like so. Then when all the draining is done, you can place a patty squarely on the heel of the bun. Oh, my Lord. I want to die. I can't play the rest of this. <laughs> I can't play the rest of that. It's awful. Oh, it's so fantastic. It's yeah. so freaking bad. Well, anyway, thank you uh, for that mm-hmm. reminder. Uh, good luck to him. Let's move on to one final story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, George, Jay Gordon sent this one in. 
It's all okay. all fan Look at that. Uh, all submissions submitted. today. I love it. Yeah, you guys are part of the newsroom. You're part of what this makes is, this work. This is my reminder to make sure I pull up the notes on today's uh, in the middle. So thank you for that. Oh yeah, good 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 time to be doing that. Good That's reminder. Good. Yes. Okay. G. Gordon Liddy says, or mm-hmm. sent this in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, ask your ask your uncle. I guess I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. it's not that old. Uh, suspects find automobiles stolen during armed robbery. Police say. Now that may not sound like much, hmm. but I'll explain. Officers say they arrested two of three men, armed individuals, who allegedly robbed a Colorado check cashing service on Saturday. A lot of Colorado connections today. Uh, an armed robbery in Colorado turned awry when the alleged perpetrators, uh, or uh, f- for the alleged perpetrators, when police say someone stole their getaway car in the middle of a heist. Oh no! Oh, no. So, so while Brian yeah, was a lot of to car t- theft going on in Colorado right now. So is there? Is that a thing? This totally tracks. Yeah. No, that's not good. I don't yeah, like it. it's uh, we're we're second in the nation for car theft. So we were last year. I don't know if that's gotten better, but uh, oh my gosh, dude! I know. I don't know what's going on. It's. Uh, I feel like we had yeah. a we had a moment like that. Oh no! T- this year was uh, or, or last year it was p- porch piracy put us like at the top for some reason for a while. Mm. Lots of that going you on need, here. You uh, need Mark Rober. You need some Mark Rober devices on people's I porches. I know. Ever since that guy said he was going to stop making videos, they've gone up. <laughs> right. I mean, they kind of have. But uh, I was also reading. This is interesting. Totally switch subject here. But I was mm-hmm. reading about cancer rates in the states and what were the mm-hmm. highest and lowest. And yeah. it was because Sarah, uh, who's here from Mississippi for a few more days, she had said to me, because we're, we're having a bunch of cancer stuff in the extended family. And, sure. And she goes, I go, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. She goes, it's Utah. I'm telling you. Everybody moved to where we are. It's Utah. And I went, that's interesting. She's obviously kidding. She's lived here for 30 years. Uh, just barely moved. But let's go look at the stats. I just wanted to see the numbers. So I looked up the mm-hmm. National Cancer Registry numbers. They, comp- they have CDC data, all this stuff. And number one with the lowest rates per capita. Mm-hmm. Utah. Shocked me. Really? Guess who number oh. two is right now, Brian? Guess who number two is? Colorado. Oh, and, look at that. Yep, All right. And not by much. You guys are just right there with us. Cool. Uh, at the bottom of that list, in the bottom three, Kentucky, West Virginia, mm. Mississippi. Mm. So I'm not yeah. saying that she was completely backwards on her exclamation about Utah, <laughs> but she was exactly backwards. I'm, t- yeah. I'm kidding though. She's she's fine about it, but yeah. Um, but I went deep on that. It was crazy. Like some of the stuff in rural areas wasn't. It didn't come down to just oh, there's a lot more smoking there, or there's a lot more of these other risk factors. The risk factors were they don't get checked very often. They don't do preventative when they're out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, so sure. they're not yeah. getting their colonoscopies. They're not getting their prostate checked, and they're not getting mammograms. They're just hanging out in the barn, uh, mm-hmm. doing good, doing good work. You know, mm-hmm. and when people come up to them yeah, and go, hey, not, when's the last time you've been to a doctor? Your answer's like, well, out in these here parts, we don't need much deal or no need for a doctor. And don't need no fancy, fancy doctoring. Yeah, <laughs> it, did, it definitely had the vibe in that data from that, but it was it was fun to look at. Anyway, oh, these, there we uh, go. Luke Sightwalker says Massachusetts is number one for stolen cars. So, oh, well, then you're you're in. That's uh, who we're competing with right now. Is, uh, <laughs> I wonder why it's so high there. That's weird. I would think smaller, more dense city-ish East Coast stuff would be worse I, because... Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah. yeah. You just got a lot more cars, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Less spread out. Um, Boston, yeah. Boston's just a hive of scum and villainy. For sure. I mean, I've seen... I've <laughs> just seen kidding. The, I love Boston. I actually do really like Boston. I've seen the town. I know what's up. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's it for today's news. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back from this break, we'll be joined by our old pal Dan Dan, the tabletop man. Yeah, that's right. Yay. It's Dan's turn. He couldn't do it last month because of uh, Christmas stuff, but he's back. Right. Dan is back, back again. So that's all coming up in a moment. Before that, though, musical selection from Brian Ibbett Corporation. Yeah, we're going to go to uh, the UK. And all those people are saying, all right, thanks for playing The Rock yesterday, Brian. But what about punk? What about punk rock? Can, mm. what, can we get some punk? Like, yes, we can. How about today? We'll give you some punk. This is a brand new punk group called, or rising, I should say. They've, they've been out a little bit, but getting bigger. Uh, UK punk band called Pet Needs. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, They are, uh, let's see, their brand new album is called Intermittent Fast Living, um, which is great. Uh, This is the brand new song. It's called Sleep When I'm Dead. Here are Pet Needs. the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My name is Joe, and I work in the button factory. I got a wife and a dog and a family. One day, my boss comes up to me. He says, hi, Joe. Are you busy? I says, no. He said, okay. Turn the button with your right hand. I think she's the saddest girl to ever hold a martini. We're back. Who was that again? That music. That was well. That was Valerie Galino. I, I, I should you should just ask me to start with. Um, that is uh, Pet Needs, the band UK uh, punk band Pet Needs. Uh, the brand new song "Sleep When I'm Dead" coming from their forthcoming album, which comes out next month, February sixteenth. Intermittent fast living. Get it? Intermittent fasting, but sure. intermittent fast living. What? Yeah, right. Pet Needs. I know people who live that lifestyle. Intermittent right. fast living. Is that, uh, was that uh, Rain Man that Valerie Yolino talks about the saddest woman to ever hold a martini? Uh, oh, yes, you are correct. It's when she's, tr- it's when she's trying to hook uh, Raymond Babbitt up with a woman at the bar or yep. something. Yep, like, you're absolutely correct. Go, go talk to her kind of thing. Yep, and then she went back to the hotel with Tom Cruise and got naked, I believe. And got naked. Yeah, yep. good good, good uh, recall on that one. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. I had forgotten entirely. Uh, for, that could have been, what's her name in um, till, from Dust Till Dawn, uh, getting ready to Tell, put her uh, foot in what's-her-name's uh, mouth. <laughs> I don't know. My yeah. yeah, filling his mouth with foot. That looks like the saddest woman to ever pour whiskey down her shoe into a man's face. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, vanilla, is it Vanilla Sky? It's not... Uh, I, oh right, she's talking about uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, saying, hold on, because they're see. looking at her. It's not. It's not even Valerie uh, <laughs> Galino. It's Penelope Cruz. Here, let me play it. I think she's the saddest girl to ever hold a martini. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's Penelope Cruz. <laughs> We've been doing film sack a long time. It's hard. Uh, to apparently tell. so. Yeah, it's to- totally fine. Uh, let's check in with Wendy's real quick to see how they're doing. Hold on. Um, all right, Billy. Okay, they're super stoked about the burger and the flipping. So now that we've done that, uh, we'll check in with them later. <laughs> Let's get Dan in here, all right? Because Geek Jock Dan is re- ready to roll, uh, to, to be here, to be our man in the street. And he has an intro and everything. Here's a tangent for you. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. Oh, oh, look who it is. It's Dan Dan, the tabletop man, joining us after a little bit of a hiatus. And it's really great to have him back. Hi, Dan. Greetings programs. Hey, hey, man. What's going on? You know, one of the things we like to do when you're on is, you know, we like to get to the board games and what's fun for the tabletop fans and all that stuff these days. But sometimes we we get a little medical and Dan's in the field. He knows a lot about pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. and what's going on there. Uh, But I couldn't think of anything to ask you this time. So did you bring anything that's like, you know? So it's funny because I had actually wanted to talk about kind of like a lot of these manufacturer back orders and the way at the beginning of the year, how like I work in prior authorizations now. I've been a pharmacist for almost 25 years, but now I've got like the dream job where I sit and do prior authorizations for Medicaid. So I just want to tell anybody out there, if you have any issues with prior authorizations at the beginning of the year or different things, 
kind of changing tiers and such, and you ever want to ask any questions, uh, I can't guarantee I can give you an answer, uh, but I could probably give you a little bit of guidance. So feel free to, to uh, DM me on Discord or send me a message on Twitter. But your conversation earlier, kind of with the shorthand and everything, with I guess it was what, the meteorology shorthand stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, so as you may know, there's a lot of shorthand with pharmacy. And uh, nowadays it's a little different because um, almost all prescriptions are, uh, you know, medical, there's a lot of medical shorthand, but almost all prescriptions now are kind of electronic. But in the old days, back when like I was working in retail, we would have to decipher some of the worst handwriting oh, you have sure. ever, ever seen. So I thought it would be fun for you guys to look at, and I pasted two easy ones into the chat. These are kind of easier ones, and then I'm going to show you. Then I'm going to paste one that uh, even stumped me. Uh, with you know, you know, reason why I know what it was because I had the answer. But the third one I'm going to give you is ridiculously hard, and it gives you an idea of what. So can you? Oh my two, gosh! Look at these, dude. All right, let's talk about the first, first two. I figured out just because of knowing drugs and such. But can so you figure out like either one of those? Positive two? lung, positive uh, loamy. <laughs> Positive Lomi. Pestalomi. Pestamalomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, on uh, on wheat. Uh, three ounces. All right. Let's see. I'm going to say the first <laughs> one is some. Let's see. Pa- Pastine along Lonnie. And then something Unity or Cindy. And then the other one, Rusty, Rusty Whelp Loops. <laughs> uh, something like that. So I have no one, idea. These are insane. How do you. And, and- and the only reason why I put these two in here because these are two drugs that you've probably both have heard of before. So the first okay. one is Claritin 10 oh milligrams. Oh, I'm kidding. One really? a day. Yeah, it basically okay. says daily, daily number 30. Okay. Okay. I wow. And that first word is Claritin? Jeez. Yep. That looks like plan. That looks like that looks not like that word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. looks like something positive 10 milligrams or something like that. So yeah, that's, yeah I was that's speaking that 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 was one letter and it's really two. It's a C N and L, but why is it up so high then? Jeez. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, I always thought the stereotype of doctors who can't write, I just always thought that that was kind of overblown. A, a stereotype. Yeah. yeah, just overblown and yeah, it's I, not usual, but it sounds like it's like dead on sometimes. And Jerry has sent me uh, a few of his prescriptions in years ago and his handwriting is pristine. I'll mm. have you know, my mm. buddy Jerry <laughs> is, really. is absolutely pristine, his handwriting. Yeah. Well, that's good uh, to know. So the second one is an antibiotic. Oh, okay, that may that help. It might. Let's see. Antibiotic. Um, Pull that one back. R- well, it looks like it begins with an R, but that, uh, you know. Yeah, that could be a D uh, or, a, mm, or a, yeah. a bad P. Okay, I'm going to say 100 milligrams is my guess for the, the second part on that first line. Oh, right. That's probably a number. I like your thinking. Yeah. What's that down? The Rocky Duchamp is what that thing says. <laughs> I got to give credit where credit is due. Mikey in the chat got it. It's doxycycline 100. What? Okay. And it's oh wow. And it's twice a day. So BID twice a day. By and that bottom day. actually says seven days. Whoa, oh, okay. Now that you say that, I see it. I can kind of see the seven. It's got a dash through it. Yeah. And okay. I will make you, uh, you know, if you want to show that that last one to the yeah. third I will one, make you, yeah, yeah, show the third one in the chat. I won't make any, I won't waste any time on that one because there's no way in the world you're going to get that. What's what's uh, up with the RX and like a, a crappy Comic Sans? You know, the, the prescription thing up in the corner. Yeah, can we can yeah, we get rid of that? I think that somebody did that in the '60s, so it's been there like forever. Okay. Jeez. You know, it's been, 
It's such a. It seems so arbitrary. This thing, a slip of paper, yeah. just because it has an RX on it, you're supposed to take it seriously, and then yeah. they scribble yeah. this shit out, and people like you are supposed to make sense of it. So I see here. Honest, okay, give me, give me the, scribbling. give me the class of drug here on the third one. Mm. Uh, well, so I'll give you class of drug. So you may not have heard this drug, but it's uh, it's for opioid dependence. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, shh, let's see. Is that an S or an F? <laughs> it looks like uh, I was gonna say look or J maybe. What was that stuff that Michael Keaton took in Dope Sick to feel uh, better? Yeah, right. Um, or that was like a transitional thing. It's great because this is like medicine and a board game. Yeah, this, this right. should be. You should come up with an actual tabletop game that is identified. Uh, that, deciphering. The, yeah, exactly. That's not bad. So this I, one is. It's yeah, called Suboxone. Oh, it is that thing. Okay. It is what he used in the, in that the is show. Suboxone was the thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So box zone eight slash two, yeah. which is really bad on air. And that last little bit is sublingual. sublingual. And then the bottom just says number 16, one BID, and you use it twice a day. Uh, wow. Generally for that trick. Some people use it uh, three or four times a day. Uh, but yes, that's suboxone sublingual. Unbelievable Jeez. how bad some handwriting can be. Why? Why? And then this is just, um, what do you think that you can attribute this to? Uh, so even, even if it's, you know, maybe it's not every doctor. Obviously, Tolbert does really nice writing. But. I think it's Enough more speed it. than anything else. Is it that what it is? Just okay. want to get it done with. Yeah. I mean, granted, it also depends on where you're writing it. Because I have, uh, you know, notoriously crappy handwriting. And everyone's always like, oh, all doctors have bad handwriting. Well, if I concentrate and I take, you know, a lot of times I'm writing with my elbow in the air. And, you know, if you sit there and you've got your hand on, like, I, I don't know why I've studied this with myself. Like, if I sit there and I have my arm on the table and I take my time and write things out, you can actually read it. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, you're, you're on the fly, you know, a lot of times you're holding a prescription pad in your hand mm -hmm. and then you're just writing mm -hmm. things and ripping it off and handing it to somebody. In that case, it's not going to be good. I've known a yeah. lot of doctors in the past that had their nurses write them and then they just signed them or the nurses kind of maybe wrote them and signed them. That's pretty much why nowadays we have almost everything is electronic. Even we're getting to uh, almost every state now, like schedule two narcotics are even electronic, but you have to have all these safeguards in place with like, you know, obviously security measures. So nothing can be hacked and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure if New York still does the triplicate forms or if they've got something in, in effect where you can still do, you know, you can now still do it electronic. Uh, but it just it just saves time and money and energy. I mean, there's I won't get into like there are a lot of negatives to it, you know, as far as in, things in stock and crap like that. But anyway, it is so much better now that you can just get it all typed out because uh, you really can't screw that up all that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's probably abbreviations and things that, that they can use that uh, sometimes probably get things a little confusing. But uh, You could have told us this was written by a monkey on LSD, and I'd believe you. <laughs> that's how bad these are. Oh, boy. Yeah. I've seen some, and you kind of get used to, and that's what's good about being in retail pharmacies. You'll have doctors that you'll just know what it is, you know, because you've seen their handwriting mm -hmm. a thousand sure. times a day. So you know what it is. And then there's other times where you, you know, we used to have the bat phone to one of the offices near us uh, that I had a special number for one of the nurses that I'd be like, uh, oh, uh, Dr. S, uh, he, I can't read his crap again. And she'd be like, oh, which one is it? And she'd know the patient. I'd be like, and she'll tell me exactly what it is because they probably just left the office or something. But, you know, you just have people that have notoriously bad ones, but it's funny how you can, you know, even in, and actually, I'll be honest, poor hospital pharmacists, they have to read chart notes, you know, as far as, and a lot of times the scripts that come in the charts, and sometimes they're IVs and you're like, I have no idea. So you're just hoping that, you know, sometimes the doctors won't even, they'll try to be, a, to go fast. So they won't enter it into the computer. They'll just fax over the little slip of paper. And that's a disaster. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Oh, right. Because, yeah, you had faxing pixelation onto that, and geez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you, and you're trying to, you know, when you're trying to mix something up with, like, 
you know, which which dealer you're using or which, uh, you know, carrier, you know, you're trying to find D5W or Norma Saline mm-hmm. or half mm-hmm. and half. And then you're trying to find out the, uh, you know, how much vancomycin to use, stuff like that. It's just, it was a nightmare when I worked in a hospital. Uh, and I worked, you know, mostly overnights in a hospital based where we would get faxes from a bunch of different hospitals. And you're, t- I'm telling you, man, you would get some doctors that were just half asleep or just, just woke up from a nap or and a lot of times the best thing they could ever do is like, you would say like vancomycin per pharmacy. And then you're like, thank God I could do this myself, yeah. you know, and then we'll be dosing it and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, how about some board games? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do so that. The one yes. thing we didn't get, are you, we usually get sort of this yearly look at like best ofs for us or whatever, mm-hmm. but we didn't have time. It was too crazy. All kinds of stuff going on and uh, we weren't able to do it. So my understanding is you brought a little bit of that today. So catch. So up. I went ahead, and usually I like to do this in January anyway. So it's kind of perfect uh, that, we, that we've done this. Uh, you know that we're they were here in January. So I, I put together a top five list of Scott games and a top five list of Brian games, all perfect. from last year, and there is no overlap. However, there's one on Scott's list that I think I, I think Scott I think Brian would really like the, your number one Scott. So we'll sure. get to that in a minute. All right. Of course, we'll uh, we'll start with Scott. Um, and there's going to be an honorable mention here, Scott, because uh, we talked about this game a lot, and a lot of people have been mentioning it to you on Twitter. So I think it was almost a cheat because uh, I just want to talk about more games. Okay. So I'm going to tell you that Thunder Road Vendetta obviously would probably mm. be one of the number one games for you. Sure. Uh, it's just, just a great kind of dice chucking. And you don't need any expansions. The expansions just make it more complex, and we don't need any of that for Scott. We just need it to just make a nice, quick... It's basically just a racing <laughs> game with, with, with shooty, shooty, fighty, fighty in it, kind of uh, in, in just frenetic form so yes. great game Thunder let, let the let the persisting rumor that i only like simple <laughs> games continue everyone let us all go down that path together all well right. actually and i'm gonna throw a little rumor, more i think you've said that if it's a book if it's an instruction manual that's thicker than your thumbnail you oh yeah no i don't do like it. rule books i like i like i like playing games with complex systems uh, be they video games or tabletop games i just don't want to be the guy that has to read that shit just play and show <laughs> me and so all of these games, with the exception of Brian games, we're going to assume somebody has read the rules and is teaching it to Scott. Okay. He's, he's watching it on, uh, yeah, he's watching it from oh, that guy Rodney. with the smiley face that tells you how to play the game. That's right. Yeah. Either Rodney Smith or uh, you know, yeah. John Gets Games or any of those guys. Yes. So number five, number five for you, Scott, is a, is a kind of a reimplementation, kind of like change things up a little bit, but it's a great thematic game and it's called Santa's Workshop. Now it's going to be a little bit, and, and I'll put in, in, in the, um, in the chat later, after we're done, Scott and Brian, I'll throw mm-hmm. links to every one of these games. So okay. if you want to throw them in the show notes, uh, we can. Yeah. Uh, but number five is going to be Santa's Workshop. This is from Elf Creek Games and a great designer, Keith Ferguson. They've kind of upgraded, updated the game a little bit because there was some part of the boards that was, weren't really being used in the past. So they kind of fixed uh, kind of the reindeer. It's a simple worker placement where you're just going places, getting resources, and then turning them in to create uh, gifts for kids. Scott, you'd love this one because it's it's it is a little thinky. Not I don't I use the word thinky in quotes here because <laughs> it's not really thinky, but it does have some strategy to it. So I think you'd really dig that. But I know how you kind of you know, like you said, Scott, you have a brain, you like to use it. Yeah, I sure so do. Yeah, big fan of the uh, brain. The art, yeah. And the art is excellent. Wait, yeah, can I ask uh, you a question yeah. about this? Is it this is this yeah, a yeah. thing that because it's very obviously it's very Santa themed, are you gonna be able to play this the rest of the year and feel okay about it? Or is this like a you know, holiday only kind of game you want to pull out? I mean, you can really play this any time of year because, I mean, even though it's a Santa theme, when you break it down to it, you're just getting resources and turning it in for, yeah. you know, stuff. You yeah. know, Plus, those, making... those elves are making toys year-round anyway. So, That's a good point. Uh, There's no Christmas yeah, to them. True. Christmas never ends. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. And, and what I really would recommend is playing it in like October because then it reminds you to start buying presents mm-hmm. early so you're not you stuck go. in uh, December 20th. That's a good idea. It's like funny. Me. The board reminds me of Clue with all the different rooms and the hallways that get to them and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It sure does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number four. Very, very easy. Scott, you could even read the rules. It's one page. This is called <laughs> Namalia. Uh, and it's kind of like a take on animal. N-I-M-A-L-I-A, Namalia. This is from uh, Lucky Duck Games. Basically, all you're doing, you, you're going to draft. You have a hand of three cards, and there's basically two by two. There's different pictures in it. You're going to draft a, uh, you're gonna draft a, a, a card, and you're going to put it in your tableau in front of you. And basically, your tableau can't get bigger than six by six. But the catch is you always have to put it over at least one other square. There's going to be different ways of scoring. Each round is going to be five rounds. Each round, you'll be scoring either two or three of the different pre-sorted scoring mm. things. Very, very easy. Really cool because everybody loves drafting. You know, it has that seven wonders drafting thing where you'll start off with three cards, you'll draft one, send it to the left or right, depending on a round, and then they have two cards, they draft one, and then you get the last one. So you always have to use at least one card every turn. So mechan- like a, like, yeah. like a card version of Sagrada, kind of, with the required placement of the cards. You know, you can only play the card here kind of thing. Well, right. no, the only difference is uh, it is kind of has that Sagrada feel a little bit to it, but mm-hmm. the difference is there's no uh there's no placement regular uh you know you can oh place really oh okay yeah, the I'm only looking- rule gotcha no the only rule is it has to be you know you, it can't be more than i'm pretty sure it's either six i think it's six by six though all it can be is you you can't go beyond six by six and it has to be covering at least one and you can actually cover a whole four oh, you know two okay. by two of the one you just played but it has to cover at least one square which gotcha. is good i mean you're gonna and you're gonna look at the different scoring like some scorings may be like oh you need to be have a panda next to a, a water space mm-hmm. and that'll get you five points but yeah. not every every uh scoring thing will score every round right gotcha interesting okay. Okay, that looks um, cool. I like the is, I like the art on that a lot, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the art is very very nice. It's very nice. Uh, number three is pretty easy, and uh, you've probably seen it everywhere. But to be honest, I really think you dig it, Scott. And it's Dizzy Lorcana. It's a CCG that came out last year. It is surprisingly mm. really easy to learn. Uh, and you don't even really need to buy a bunch of packs. Just buy a star, two starter decks and play. It's great because you have Disney characters. The game's easy to play. It's not even really very... There is kind of, quote-unquote, like attacking. You know, you're basically challenging another character, but it doesn't have a lot of the fighty that you would hear, you know, in Magic or even Pokemon and stuff like that. But So they kind of hide some of that in there. And you're going on quests. You're just getting points. You're racing to 20 points. It's really easy. Is it a, bo- a lot kind of game you buy booster packs for, that kind of stuff? Yeah, you, well, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they sell tons of booster packs. The second set is out now, uh, but they have the the kind of the pre-made starter decks, mm-hmm. which would be an easy way for you to get into it. Again, the rules are not. I mean, you could watch probably a ten-minute video on this and, and learn the rules in, in no time. At are there this is this, really are there cool. other Lorcana games, and this is just a Disneyfied version of the game or something, or, or is this? No, okay. I mean it's it's very. I don't know, I'm trying to think of the CCG that it would be the same as. I mean, it does have a lot of roots and kind of the magic roots yeah, to it. Yeah, it looks so, magic I mean, to me when I look at yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, almost everything nowadays has got its roots in either magic or Pokemon or some of the earlier CCGs. Uh, so it definitely has some roots in magic and, and it'll, you know, in, um, you know, if you know those rules, it'll you'll pick it up even easier. Pretty sure I saw this at a Target, I think. I didn't think much if you about saw it. On the target, you got lucky because man, my God, do do the collectors get in on there and they just really? absolutely they just pound the targets and the yeah. WalMarts and grab it because wow. it's still. I mean, especially early on, it was impossible to find, but now it's still getting a little bit more out there. But it's still crazy collectible. Disney Disney collectibles are not unlike any other thing in the world. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable, and yeah. games just become even more because what 
the, the problem with, a, with a, a Disney themed game is not only do you get the gamers that want the collectibles, is now you're bringing in the Disney collectible people that want the collectibles. So hmm. it's even harder to get. They may not even play the game. They just like the cards and you know want to buy and sell and, and make some money on it. Yeah, there's only two anyway. in stock on Amazon, and uh, they are 72 bucks. They seem like they're just kind of hard wow. to get. Yeah. Jeez, oh, they are. Yeah, it's insane. Weird. And it, like I said, it has been better at the FLGSs out there. So definitely check that one out. Okay. Uh, number two, Imperial Miners. This is Imperial Miners from Portal Games. This is kind of set in that um, Empires of the North, Imperial Settlers universe. Uh, it's a real simple game. You basically have a hand of cards, uh, and you're and you're kind of placing your cards in either you know depending on the row that you're placing them. You're starting at the top, and you're digging down like miners into the mine. Uh, and I think I went over this one a few months ago, but this was one of my games of the year. Uh, and depending on the cards you place, you know when you buy them, you then have to get out of the mine. And as you go up the the rows, you're going to be triggering effects. Mm. Very very easy to play. Very cool cool game. And again, it's very simple to learn. Uh, and it'll take you two seconds to learn this game. And it plays in about an hour. Uh, one to five players. It's a great family game. It. Uh, I do remember this one because I remember these cool um, mineral pieces. Oh, the gems. Yeah. I don't know who. It was funny. Oh, we had a discussion. Really cool. Yeah. We like had a discussion that. on the last Geek All Stars because all these games now use that same uh, that same kind of um, mold, and I think oh. they're called like their technical term is taint. Which is very funny. I think the technical <laughs> term is taint for them, uh, but like whoever came up with the uh, file or the first, sim, you know, the first uh, makeup of that first brick or you know or gem, uh, mm-hmm. probably made a fortune on uh, since everybody uses that now. Yeah, that same set all. Yeah, same that's shape. cool. All right, so that is a good one. Right, and so uh, the yeah. game of the year for you, Scott, yeah. that I think you would absolutely love, and it's two player game. Uh, uh, and you would probably I mean, you and Kim, you anybody, two players, you'd love it. The Star Wars deck building game is awesome mm. it's so good uh there's there's a couple of like there's an older one it was called star wars the you know the deck building game too but there's the one that's from 2023 <laughs> there's one from 2023 is star wars the deck building game uh it's really fun scott it's basically one box you don't have to collectible it's not nothing real collectible about it i like it's just that. one box shuffle up and go and you know how to play deck building oh, games yeah cause... we talked about oh this, this is one, fantasy yeah. flight isn't it that's the one. Oh yeah uh, and it's pretty cheap i think it's only like 30 bucks out there yeah. uh man it's so good uh and and thematic and one person plays the empire one person plays the rebels and then depending on cards that come out in the middle row you can kind of defeat cards or if, if they're the other faction you can defeat them for uh you know a reward or you can you can get them into your hands, you know, to put them into your deck if you are the right faction. Just and it's pretty quick and easy. Yeah, you're so right. It's a lot of fun. 30, 30 bucks everywhere. Perfect reviews on Amazon. People love this. Well, I may oh, have yeah. to grab it's this. Great. This seems like a fun game. Mm-hmm. That looks great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see, age 12 and up, 30-minute game. Yeah, yeah, I remember, dude. that's right. I remember looking at this art because somebody made lightsaber cookies and blue milk uh, on Board Game Geek and photographed the cards with the Oh, that's cool. Cookies. With the blue yeah. milk. Nice. Oh, Aunt yeah. Veru's finest. That's, that's great. Right. All uh, right, so Brian, here we go for number five for you. Okay, laid on me. So I'm not sure. Uh, this was a hard one because I wasn't sure if you were an unmatched guy because I know the unmatched system's been around for a while and it's a one-on-one uh, kind of fighting system. It's a lot of fun. I am What they not. put out last year is Unmatched Adventures, Tales to Amaze, which makes unmatched co-op. Mm, and it's okay. really, really fun. It comes with some players. If you play, if anybody out there that plays Unmatched and you have other characters from other sets, you can use them in this one. So you play co-op against the, the game itself. You have either uh, the Mothman, I think it's the Mothman, or Aliens uh, <laughs> oh that you're God. fighting against. I love these pieces. Oh, they're so cool. That little spaceship with the uh, oh yeah tractor beam. 
This looks and great. it looks every bit that good too. And if uh, you know, and you don't have to paint them, but if you like to paint them, you could probably put a little coat on there because yeah. they kind of come just just fine by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some. It's so much fun. This game <laughs> is great, and it has a good difficulty that. level too. It's not necessarily like the easiest game in the world, which is kind of good for co-ops. But uh, but yeah, it's really good, and it scales very very well. This nice. looks great. Wow. Yeah, I like the little okay. dudes, the little figure dudes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've never played an unmatched uh, game, but... Uh, oh, really? Oh, I think you'd yeah. love them, too, because the one-on-one feel and a strategic... It's also uh, it's also on Steam, so you could buy it on Steam oh, that's and cool. play it first and get a tutorial, uh, and you can also play against the AI, which is really good. Okay, unmatched like that. Steam. Nice. I've never even heard of this. Let's see. Yep, mm. there it is, and it is currently available... And slowly coming up for $19.99. That's a pretty good price. That is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of the unmatched different sets. There's a bunch of different sets for unmatched. Unmatched Adventures is probably about 40 to 45 because it's a bigger bigger box to it. Yeah. Yeah. So number four for you, Brian. Uh, I like the theme. Now, I will preface this theme as I'm well aware uh, the evils of the circus. But this is a game. <laughs> sure. This is a game. We're just going with that. So I apologize sure. to everybody out there. Who like this, no, no elephants were uh, harmed in the making of this game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is from Devere Games, and it's called Three Ring Circus. Now I'm a huge solo gamer, uh, so I will preface this by saying the solo version in this game is a mess. And don't get this if you're just going to play it solo. However, I know Brian doesn't play a lot of games solo, so I, I know don't. you would like this in uh, the three, two, three, or four-player game. It's a very cool game with a very cool system. You're basically bringing your circus around the country, trying to have different, uh, you know, obviously putting on events, different circus events at the different country, uh, you know, different cities and such. And the card play is really cool because as you're kind of getting cards, which are basically performers in your circus, you're putting them in certain places and they always have to go in ascending order. And basically you're kind of running your row of cards. Uh, very, very fun. It's very cool. Very, again... Um, honestly, Scott, I think you'd love this one too because it's not really all that difficult uh, to play. Uh, it just yeah. has a little bit longer of a, of a rule yeah. book. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and again, it has some really cool choices, which I think you would love too. I love the art. I'll say that. The it, art is gorgeous. And the pieces yeah. are cool. These little ring circus pieces are rad. The little Barman Bailey little train thing is cool. I love this, this look. It's this so feels cool. like a game you'd be able to get somebody into if they like Ticket to Ride, even though the... The gameplay is obviously different. Absolutely, but it, yeah. This, this is it definitely feels a like, next step. Yeah, yeah. Next step yeah. from Ticket to Ride. I like this. This is cool. This is this is very cool. All right. Yeah, I love the Ticket to Ride is one of my favorites. What, what's funny is, uh, so when you click on like the different pictures and you see those big top uh, pieces, mm-hmm. they look mm-hmm. like they're huge. They're they're not big at all. Like because this is this is a company that's known for kind of putting a lot of game into small boxes. Yeah. So those pieces are kind of pretty small, and you can probably tell just by looking at some of the kind of the yeah. wooden pieces that they're not like big, penny sized or. Yeah, exactly. Right around penny or, or nickel size uh, pieces, yeah. but they're great. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely fun game. Nice. Number two. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. This is number three. We're up to now, and I'll I'll, I'll speed up. I apologize for. Oh, that's for going no, you're doing doing, you're doing totally great. Fun. You're hauling yeah. ass, man. Although I gotta get a I gotta get like a a full a full list when you're done so we can I can put it in the show yeah. notes or something. But yeah, absolutely. We've, we've got it. We've got them in our in our Discord chat. Oh, okay, good. Good, good, good. Cool. And and Brian, I, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb because I again I know you like some of the more complex things, but this has this is Stefan Feld, which is one of my favorite designers. He's known for kind of the heavier Euros, and they always have like really cool things that you're doing. This game is called Marrakesh. This is from Queen Games. It's just kind of now coming over, it was kind of the later in the year, kind of like uh, mid of the year. It's still harder to find, but it's a great game. This might be my game of the year myself personally. Oh wow. It's 
it's so much fun. It has this cube tower. Now, there used to be games like Shogun, uh, and there's uh, another game that uh, Feld put out called Amerigo. Now, the cool thing about this cube tower, and, and you're not putting cubes in there, you put these little kind of uh, columns in like there. hexagons uh, or something, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. They're, they're kind of these weird cylinders. So you're basically taking some of those. You'll, you know, we're playing four players. Everybody's picking three of their own, and every round you're going to get 12, one of every color. You're going to pick three of your own that are going to go into the tower. So you'll get, somebody's going to take all 12, and they're going to drop them into the tower. Now, the way the tower is made is it's made so that not all of them will come out. Now, sometimes all of them will come out, but it's designed to try and make so it's a little bit more random where hmm. some of them will stay in there. Maybe other rounds you'll have more than the 12, and sometimes you may only get like 10. Now, the there's they've made like a better insert to it that you can get, uh, you can either print out or you can get uh, in one of the expansions or you can buy it uh, because the, the their initial one, not a lot of things were getting caught in there, so they made them with oh. kind of like bigger pieces. Um, <laughs> sure. But it's, it's so much fun. Depending on what comes out, you'll see at the bottom of the tower, uh, you'll kind of group up all the colors, and then you're going to go in player order and you're going to draft uh, from the colors. You can draft no more than two of the same color on your turn, and then those will go onto your board. They're called Keshis. So you're going to put them onto your board, and that's going to de- determine the strength of the action of that you will do. And at the beginning of the round, you've determined uh, you've done something different where you've taken your three dudes, uh, the basically the three dudes that you, the colors that you put in your hand to give to the person, those are the three actions you're going to take. So you may draft Keshis that are not the same color of the actions you're doing, just trying to bump up actions later in a round to make them a little bit more powerful later in a round. Mm. Wow. Very, very okay. Yeah, totally. I'm seeing the visuals on this, like, okay, I totally get what you're describing, but man, the, um, and I see like the, uh, the punch out pieces for that dice tower, like how it's, it's almost like you're going through a cheese grater, like which exactly. things are going to get stuck behind. Oh, that's hilarious. Yep. Okay. And there's like, um, I want to say there's 10. Well, I, I think there's basically like, cause one of them has the three of the same, uh, three different colors for action. So there's like nine different actions. I'm not going to get into the actions now, but just know that each action is almost like, a, like games like this are each action is almost like a little mini game. Because you're going up on a track, and each track will, depending on you know what you're collecting, how many of the caches you have in that color, uh, and then there's other resources you're going to get, and then there's kind of scoring. It's so much fun. I mean, it's cool. it's a longer game. You're going to play it, you know, with teaching. You're probably going to be about two and a half hours for your first game. But games like this, where the journey is so much fun, you don't even know it's two hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. when you're sure. playing a game like this, it's amazing. Mm. All right. Cool. That sounds pretty good. That was that number one? I think it was. That was number three. Well, that was my number one for last year, but that was my number three for Brian. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I heard you say number one so and number, I got confused, but go ahead. <laughs> so my number two for Brian. Now, this is uh, another very long game. Uh, this is kind of one of these afternoon games that you want to sit down for one to five players. Uh, and five players makes it very, very cool because there's stuff going on everywhere. We all love the or as I call it, Kryptonite for Tina. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh no, that would mean that that would mean that she like that she uh, that she's uh, powerless against it. Uh, <laughs> immediate, oh, that's awesome. Immediate no from Tina. I yeah. guess is the <laughs> your your ghost Lathramos movie for Tina. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go, nailed it. So this is the Witcher old. I'm sorry, the Witcher old world. Uh, This is a big sprawling kind of we call it like an Amerithrash game, just because it's very store, very very story driven. There's not a lot of Euro elements. Scott actually, um, except for the fact I don't know if you can sit down for three hours. Would you ever sit down for three hours to play a game? Yeah. Oh, I've done that all the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm D and D that kind of stuff. Sure. 
this might be up your alley because basically what you're doing is you're kind of using your cards to kind of chain together different symbols and such. And that's how you're defeating either different challenges or different monsters. You're going around the board, you know, in very Witcher fashion, you're defeating, uh, you know, diff different types and different levels of monsters out there, just trying to get victory points. You only need a few victory points to get the game, but you're kind of adding cards to your hand every round. So another deck builder, you know, centric game, uh, but it's got a really cool story to it. Uh, you can attack each other, but there's diminishing returns. You're really only going to get something for beating somebody once. So it's not like somebody's going to just follow you and beat up, beat you up the whole time. But there is a little bit of incentive to do it because you can get some victory points for it. Uh, but it's the production value in this game is ridiculous. These How much pieces look gorgeous? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, they're amazing. Yeah, look at the coins, and, dude. Those are that's that's not cardboard shit. That looks no. like a little resin. Throw one of those coins to The Witcher, I'm assuming. Yeah, you have to throw that to The Witcher. Yeah. And Although I think there may be. Yeah. There may be different versions of the game where there may be like a cardboard version and a, and a coin version. Uh, I've only played with the very pimped out version. One of my buddies had everything. So I don't know if there's, you know, how lower of the versions they have out there. Yeah. This is awesome. That's Look at these Kickstarter exclusive. Sure. They all kinds of models yeah. and that horse on the roof. Uh, there's no, looks like this is not, uh, what's his name? This isn't, um, I can't think of his name. The Witcher, uh, the, the normal Witcher. This is like a whole other sort of sub story uh, with, Different. Mm. Oh, uh, no, it, you can play as um, Geralt. Oh, Geralt, that's his name. Geralt. Yes. You can be Geralt. Really? One of the, uh, okay. Yep. One of the characters that you can play is actually Geralt. <laughs> oh. So everybody right. plays a different character. And I'm pretty sure you have different stats. I'm trying to remember. It's been so, I've been, been like six months since I played it, but I'm, everybody's kind of got, you have different stats and different, you know, there's three different things you can do. You, you know, you're actually using potions in the game. Uh, man, it's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, right. just, just, just chill fun where you're, you know, again, the story kind of develops as you're playing. So you almost feel like you're playing a movie out or a game out, you know, obviously like a, a, a book out. Sure. Probably the better way to say Sure, sure. It looks awesome. All right, so we'll finish up with the number one for you, Brian. Now, okay. what's really cool about this game is I know you got a lot of minis and I know you love to paint them. <laughs> so this game has standees, so you can use yeah. your own minis in this game. I'll use this my own minis Marvel. for this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. This is called Marvel Dagger. Uh, this is kind of, again, this is a fantasy flight again, uh, but this is kind of like a re-implementation or kind of a uh, an updating of, uh, of an older game that's, uh, you know, not that old, but it's kind of like Eldritch Horror, where there's good story evolving, a good mix of difficulty. Uh, and actually, again, Brian, I, I know you may not be much of a, uh, a solo player, but this is a very easy game. Solo, you basically just use two of the heroes. Uh, that's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I picked this up uh, thanks to you uh, recommending it. Um, or I think I asked about it in our chat and said, hey, I just got notification from Amazon that this is down to 40 bucks or something down from 60 or 70 or whatever it is normally. And uh, so I was like, oh, I got, I think oh. I got to pick this up. So I do have it. And I was wondering about the solo play. That's great. Do, does, oh, it's, is it's Dagger an organization I'm I'm just not familiar with in, in Marvel? No, it's, okay. um, this is not, at least it's not a group that I'm familiar with in the, the comics, Dagger, but. Uh, okay. And there's Sword, yeah, there's they, Shield, they there's, the yeah. Defense Defense Alliance for Global and Galactic Emergency Response. <laughs> Backronym. Uh, yes. A backronym. Nice, yeah. My favorites are backronyms. So, uh, yeah. But what's cool about this too, Brian, is that you basically each each person is basically having you get a character, uh, and then you also get uh, kind of like a, a you know uh, almost like a faction. You know, uh, I guess it's you know a you can trait. have like leadership yeah. or yeah trait. There you go, leadership mm -hmm. or justice or things like that. I think they call them aspects, is what they call them. Uh, but throughout the game, since again, uh, it's not too easy, but not too hard. But you're probably going to get defeated once, and each character has another character on the other side. So what's cool is you could probably use. A bunch more miniatures because maybe you'll use either <laughs> That's uh, right. you know you 
bring up Hulk, Hulk and She-Hulk, and uh, exactly. yeah, mm-hmm. right. So yeah, you no, either it's... use Sam Captain America or you'll use uh, regular Captain Steve America. Steve Rogers Captain America. Yes. Yeah, uh, I love this. Uh, I, I think it's such a great concept. Is like, oh, we're defeated. Don't worry, game's not over. You're playing as this alternate version of the character or this other character of the same name. Oh. Yep, and you get a little bit more powerful too once one gets defeated. But if you ever lose a second character, if one person loses a second character, then you lose. But generally, I mean, you could, you know, depending on what you're, you know, which one you're playing, it's not. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's not all that hard, but it's not hard to actually win. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not impossible to win. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's, it's, it gives it a good difficulty. And and I'll be honest, it looks like a lot, Brian. But once you kind of get it set up, and then once you go through, you're like, oh, this kind of flows exactly how it feels that- because you're basically just doing a certain amount of actions. And then depending on yeah. the actions, then it's going to, you know, at the end of the round, you have some cleanup and, and some other stuff that are going on. That makes sense. And the, yeah, the actions thing, it's like, oh my God, there's so many different little tiles in this thing that initially was very intimidating. I haven't played this yet, but it was initially very intimidating looking at this thing. It's like, you've got this little tile with the gold thing and the symbol on it, then this purple thing with this other symbol on it, then this red thing with a different symbol on it. And, <laughs> And, um, but yeah, if, if it looks like once you figure all that out and figure out, all right, well, this just goes on that card to show that you've completed that sub, uh, challenge or this, this exactly. mini boss so, or that sort of thing. I yeah. like to call it, uh, I like to refer to it as once you speak the language of a game, mm-hmm. games like this become simple and you know exactly what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mm-hmm. thing for euros because euros are, are, are very symbol centric. You know what I mean? Like there's just symbols everywhere in Euro, Euro type games and yeah. games like this too. Like there's just, like you said, there's just symbols that look around for everything, but you're like, Oh, well that's just the different types of aspects. That's all that symbol yeah. is. And yeah. here's, you know, you're powering up, uh, you know, you're powering up an action or you're taking damage. So, uh, and then you're kind of, as you're moving throughout the world, you know, you can actually trigger other abilities and other actions. And then you're just basically doing quests, you know, as you're uh, fulfilling different quests, then you're going to get some uh, success on a certain track to kind of get rid of the overarching uh, quest or, or the villains, you know, the villains uh, is filling up his uh, track of quest, you know, quest mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. then you're trying to uh, get rid of that quest before he does, which is, it's just really cool. Sure. Sounds awesome. Well, there you go. A little bit of Marvel for Brian, a little bit of Star Wars for me. The nerds win. Once again, mm-hmm. the nerds win. <laughs> nerds rule. Uh, Dan, tell people where they can uh, follow you and find more cool stuff on your podcast and whatnot. Uh, you can check out the Geek All-Stars podcast where uh, I do my normal show. It's uh, we, we like to call it just a show about nothing, but we do like to talk about uh, board games, card games, movie TV, movies TV, a little bit of everything. And next month will be our kind of our Geek All-Stars top 11. We just put a show out uh, where we do go into a deep dive into Marrakesh. We do talk about kind of what we've been watching over the last month. Uh, you can also find uh, the Munchkin Land on Major Spoilers Network. I do Munchkin Land, which I do the Munchkin Minute, which is basically just a new show where I talk about Kickstarters that are out. And uh, I also talk about basically game releases that are coming up and that's usually about a, a nice short form 10 to 20 minute uh, new show uh, on, on uh, Schleicher's network nice uh, major spoilers yeah go check that out majorspoilers.com for details there Dan Dan the tabletop man go enjoy more doctor horribly written doctor notes and uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time man. always good to see you alright we'll see take you take care bye now we'll see you bye now awesome bye Dan well they ordered the one the uh the Star Wars. Did you do the Star Wars one? Cool. Yeah, it looks good. Looks like yeah. something I'd enjoy. Uh, okay. Well, that's out of the and, way. And uh, and for all of you, uh, those those all those links will be on 
quicktms.li after the show today. I'll put the, put all those up there. I may not do fancy graphics or anything, but I'll put them all up there. Awesome. Here is a cool story regarding Disney Sidekick sent to us by a listener. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys mentioned Gaston briefly during the Sidekick segment the other day, and it reminded me. I guess, I think that was our. Uh, it was it was half assed. It was right? a feud. Oh, yeah. feud. Okay. It was a, it was a feud. It was a favorite Disney Sidekick. It says, uh, it reminded me of one of my favorite little anecdotes. I dated a girl for a few years whose uncle was a background artist back in the day for some pretty prominent Disney classics. Beauty and the, Beauty and the Beast were among them. He was a pretty good-looking guy, and they actually decided to base the look of Gaston on him. Oh, uh, what I love about it, though, is this character who's supposed to be the most misogynistic, brutish dolt of, a mas- of masculinity is actually based on a very sweet, very effeminate gay artist. Um, his name <laughs> nice. was Greg Drolet, and by all accounts, he was a really cool dude. Uh, bummed I never got to meet him as he fell victim to the AIDS ep- uh, epidemic mm. that hit the LGBT com- community back then. But I did get to see a lot of really cool concept art books of his, all signed by the Disney artist he worked with. That's uh, cool, man. I would love to see really those cool. books. That's awesome. No kidding. And and uh, looked up a photo of this guy, and yeah, you, you, you see him, he's like, oh yeah, okay, there's Gaston right there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I love it. Greg yeah. Drolet, right? Is that how you'd say it? Greg Drolet, yeah, yeah. or Drolet. So y'all can maybe. Google that dude and yeah. see what's up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> Got the chin. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he did a ton of stuff. Yeah, not a lot of photos of the guy, but a lot of photos of his work and the things that, that he worked on. Which yeah, was cool. he's he was busy. Look, let's see. Animation department director for Hercules, Aladdin, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Little Mermaid. Last thing he did was background art for the Simpsons movie in in 07. Looks like he passed away in 07. Never got to use smartphones. That's a bummer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I always think of that. that that That's the year. That year is the dividing line. Yeah, good point. Big big changes from that. Uh, Thank you for that. If you guys like to send in your own messages, everything we got today was from the text line, 801-471-0462, or you can email us. The morning stream at gmail.com. Whatever format you prefer is fine, and you can send us uh, voicemails as well. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Go to frogpants.com slash TMS for links to everything, including the quick TMS.li stuff, including all the things that you can sign up for or register for or whatever. Oh, quick point of clarification. We had somebody in the Discord sure. asking how, Brian, the half-asses question submission oh. stuff works because oh sure i don't yeah, think i have a specific link you usually just go ask stuff right or how does it work normally well i have a i have a game that i pull those from those uh typically don't come from listeners but if you want to submit one then um coverville at gmail.com is the is the way to submit one of those questions okay so just know that but uh you know I'm not going to do any fact-checking on it, so please do your own fact-checking. Don't send it unless you're 100% sure of it, because we don't want uh, that guy who uh, <laughs> questions the the soccer, the, the uh, English football versus uh, college football uh, questions, and the Kenya, Mount Kenya being highest in... Uh, in the country of Kenya. Yeah, and oftentimes no, it gives we us like two, two, three weeks of people following up on a thing when someone gets something wrong. So unless you want to be that right. guy uh, who gets something wrong, uh, make sure your stuff's exactly. good. Check exactly. Your, check yourself. 
before you wreck before yourself. you wreck yourself. Brian, we're done. Let's get out of here. You got a little song lined up for us? I do. This one's going out to Jeff uh, Covermeister. The other day, the family was in the car, and it could have been me by the struts came on, and my eight-year-old started singing along. How do you know this song? Well, it turns out that it was covered by Halsey in the Sing 2 movie. It's a fine cover, but can you play your favorite cover of the struts? Keep on keeping on. Signed, Jeff. Nice. Uh, Well, actually, uh, that is a good cover, and... There aren't a lot of covers of the Struts out there. As a matter of fact, this is the only song that ever gets covered, and the only other version of this that I could find was a like a bluegrass or instrumental version that I don't think was as good. So let's play the one that uh, the one that your your eight year old likes and uh, that comes from the the Sing Two soundtrack uh, from a couple of years ago. Here's Halsey or Halsey. I think Halsey, I think right. Halsey, Halsey. I yeah. think so. Uh, I, we could be doing that wrong, but I've always assumed Halsey. Halsey, yep. Uh, it's it's Ashley with the letters rearranged. Uh, here's Halsey and her cover of The Struts, Could Have Been Me. Frogpants.com. Mm-hmm.